This episode is my conversation with indie pop singer-songwriter Lana Winterholt, who has a fantastic new LP coming out this weekend called If and When. I usually record these well in advance of the actual release date of the episodes, but uh, the timing just worked out great on this one, so uh, it's coming out the week of Lana's CD release. I've been listening to this album pretty steadily since uh, we did the interview, and I can't say enough good things about it. It's, it's really cool, and you hear a few songs from If and When on this episode. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. Please visit myparktheatre.com to check out all the great shows they have coming up. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Show, one of its first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host Sam, and I'm here with Lana Winterholt. Hello. So thanks for, for thanks for having me. First of all, yeah. And um, I think that I have I don't know before we arranged this, I didn't know too much about your music. I'd seen your name appearing a lot. Um, I try to, as part of doing this show, I try to kind of scour as much online uh, content about the local music scene, whatever genre of music, mm. as I can. So your name was starting starting to pop up more and more on on you know event pages for shows and things like that. Right. But I really didn't know too much about you. I just kind of. Upon first hearing about you, sort of mentally filed you into, and this is probably not accurate, but into like folk singer category. Right. Because Winnipeg, as you probably know, has a very, very large amount of folk singers. Yes. And yes. so I thought, I saw the name, I saw some of the shows you're playing, and I'm like, okay, mentally filed in the folk singer category. And then yeah. I really probably didn't think any more about it. Right. Until we sort of set this up. And I started listening to more of your stuff. And I don't know if folk singer is necessarily how you should be described anymore. Yeah, I, think yeah. I, I think I put you in the wrong category. Right. So... I hate asking this question, and most people hate answering it, but if someone says, I hear you play music, what kind of music do you play? How do you define it? Um, right now, <laughs> I define it as uh, indie pop. Okay. Yeah, so I used to define it a lot more as, yeah, folk singer, but I feel like that is, um, right now, has just kind of become a, a broad term for anyone that's like a singer-songwriter. It is, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. And I think that's why I put you in that category totally. because, okay, yeah. singer-songwriter, probably folk, it's Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so even for myself, it was like, oh, well, I play guitar and I sing songs that I write. I'm probably a folk singer. Right. But, um, yeah, no, the more that I just, yeah, discovered other instruments and working with my producer and realizing, yeah, the, the things that are coming out of my brain aren't some, aren't, aren't really typical folk music. And so, yeah, I, I call myself indie pop, so. Okay. Yeah. And do you think, I mean, did you set out to play indie pop when you started this, or is that just sort of the way it's developed since um, you began? I don't, honestly, it's, it's, I, I never set up, set out to create any specific genre of music, like, okay. even, even when I was more in a folk category, even that, I wasn't like, I'm going to be a folk singer. I think it was, um, yeah, I just, I just kind of started making music, and some of it was a lot more folky, some of it was a lot more, uh, grungy some okay. was was kind of soulful and uh yeah i think it just sort of morphed into this this uh this sound that does use a lot of synths and mm -hmm. and yeah some of these more typical pop pop sounds but um it's it's not quite experimental enough to call it 
you know, anything too dreamy or shoegazy or anything Right, which like is a kind of a thing now in Winnipeg, too. There's right. so, many, so many artists doing that, yeah. Right, totally. Um, yeah, so I don't think it's it's that that far that way yet to, to call it that. So indie pop is probably the best umbrella term that that I use. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the two genres you mentioned just a minute ago, I mean, the, the, the grungy aspect of it and the, and the soulful aspect of it, mm-hmm. um, that's interesting because I was listening to the, uh, I guess it's the single off your new, your new album mm-hmm. that you have a video for. Yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the impression that despite being, I mean, I think you could call it a pop song, mm-hmm. but it's got, it has a very haunting quality to it mm-hmm. and very kind of almost ominous sound in the background. I mean, like the, there's whatever that electronic sound is, it's very creeping up in the background and right. it, it, it really, it's a cool, it's a definitely a cool um, addition to the song, but it makes it a lot darker than I think it would have been if you had just done it. Right. You know, so where does that come from? Where's that electronic element come from? Because that's... It sort of snuck up on me when I was listening. Okay, okay. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, what's this? This is creeping me out. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. yeah why do I feel so spooky? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's October. I'm not uncomfortable anymore. I'm not comfortable anymore. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, so when I was working with my producer, when we were sitting down trying to trying to figure out some of the bigger pictures of the song, um, we, both, we just both kept saying, like, it's got to be weirder. Like, it's, whatever this is, is too... Uh, like whatever, whatever we were working with at the beginning, we were like, it's too cookie cutter or it's right. too what you expect or it's too, um, yeah, I don't know. So we, we just kept saying like, it's kind of weird. Like we got to just get this so quirky. Like let's yeah. make this so weird, you know? So, uh, yeah, so many times there was just like, honestly, just like playing lines and then cycling through different sounds and seeing what fit. And then, yeah, especially with, with dream, you know, these lines that just kind of, yeah, are more ominous. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Like, it's a little unsettling, is which is, yeah. is cool. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think um, like as people hear the the full album, that's that's really what's going on in in a lot a lot of the, most of the songs, okay. and and kind of the the feel overall is that there's something yeah there's something kind of dreamy and poetic, but there's also something that's not quite sitting right. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I. Some of it was intentional, you know. Right. I'm an artist, so some of it has to be intentional. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think uh, just just playing through some of these sounds and realizing, yeah, we gotta we gotta really get this get this weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it, it works. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it definitely stood out. I mean, it was like, it was like this is not a folk singer. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I feel like from what I've heard too, I listened back to some of your older stuff as well, mm. and you have a very kind of haunting quality to your voice anyway. Is mm. that something that is practiced, or is that just sort of how you naturally deliver your vocals? Um, I, I've i kind of been been trained in multiple different, you know, classical mm-hmm. and, and singing different types of music, um, and honestly that was like, with this album, that was a hard thing to kind of figure out because there's, there's definitely times when I just want to belt it and you know which is where in the past a lot more of those soulful songs have have come out of right I just want to belt it and shake the floor but um with this album it was a lot more um I don't know if calm's the right word haunting was good but you know it is it is a bit more somber and and a bit more um contemplative but um yeah I think I think when it comes to like different vocals or, or trying to figure out what fit. It was mostly just what came out and, and, um, yeah, trying to, you know, use that emotion at the, at the time of recording and going, yeah, let's, let's deliver this how it was supposed to be written, you know, but yeah. Well, I think that like, 
I know you've mentioned soulful uh, a few times, and mm. I think that soul is such a hard thing to pin down right. what it actually means as totally. far as music goes. Yeah. A lot of people would just go strictly with the genre of soul music, which is fine. Yeah. But I think that soul, I mean, I think even like a punk song can have soul. I think yeah, yeah. my personal interpretation of it is is if the emotion is kind of overtaking the technical part of right, it. Like it's, right. And I think that that is what kind of comes through yeah. on, on your songs. I mean, I, I don't know if they'd necessarily be qualified as soul genre-wise, but right. you can feel the, the emotional elements of it almost more than the musical ones, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, and even if that's not what I'm going for, like song to song, you know, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to write a song that's just kind of neutral and just kind of, you know, just like a cheery song. It right. always ends up being ridiculously over-emotional. Okay, or, okay. You know, me just being a, like, sobby, weepy person dealing with their emotions so um i feel like yeah no matter what i try to write that always comes through okay. that's just who i am okay but, yeah does that uh i mean is that inspired by by anyone that you listen to like have you, i mean are there other artists you can kind of point to that that do that that you've sort of maybe unintentionally sort of absorbed oh that's a good question um you know what i find it i find it hard recently um and i don't know if other people have noticed this or if it's just me but I feel like recently, I feel like there's almost, especially for female singer-songwriters mm-hmm. in the industry, there's almost only two genres or two types of people that you can be. One of them is kind of the sparkly pop girl, sure. and the other one is the sad, emo, depressed, okay. right about my sadness and depression. There are definitely which, a lot that fit into both those categories. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like um, that's that's actually been like an interesting journey for me to find out where I fit in that because I don't feel like I necessarily fit into either of those but I do have elements of of both of them and don't want to be branded as just either sure right? sure and um so I feel like um there's there's definitely some of those sad emo girls that I love and and lately even Julian Baker and and Phoebe Bridgers and these okay. girls that are um yeah writing about depression and yeah. sad, real sad things um yeah, I don't know. I I love I love anything that's that's just really poetic and more poetic that than you would expect or right. you know, where even even borderline cheesy where the lyrics are a little bit, you know, it's it's maybe too emotional. I I really I really like that. You know, and I really cling yeah. to it and I think, "Man, that's real." Like I I'm not into just to just singing about the, you know, Party Checking sp- off the list of the yeah, things and exactly. topics. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like party sparkle girl, or just talking about how I was sad one day. Like, right. You know, I, I, yeah. I think there's. I'm just really drawn to anything overly poetic. Okay. So. Well, and I think poetic lyrics in general tend to lend themselves towards melancholy kind of sounds. Anyway, right? right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Usually, when someone thinks enough about their emotions, it gets sad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. yeah seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which definitely, uh, definitely, some of my songs are about <laughs> intense sadness. Or, yeah. Or people breaking up with me, um, but uh, yeah. But that's kind of like a universal uh, like source of, of lyrics, right? People yeah, break up. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all know. Doesn't matter who you are, you can get you can get somewhere with that as far as yeah, writing a song, true. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just the loneliness of not having anyone to break up with. You, yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's always material there. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
have a, an album coming out, which yeah. I want to get into in a minute, but sure. you just released another EP a few months ago, right? Yeah, that, yeah. So what, what has happened this summer to make you kind of <laughs> releasing a ton of music? Like, is that... Yeah, uh, um, I feel like that was, like, the B-sides that came out first. Okay. <laughs> like, um, so basically what's, what's been going on is uh, four years ago I released my first EP and we were living in Saskatchewan at the time, okay. so I just recorded that with a, a bunch of friends that had a recording studio in their house and so we just did it and at that time it wasn't really in anything I just had these songs so I was like yeah let's record some record some songs um and then after it was basically after that that whole recording releasing time I almost feel like I mean no offense to my old music (laughs) but that was almost like a throwaway it was like the jump start like it was only the beginning I just scratched the surface and so um over the past yeah four years after that um, I just been like writing so much, just so many songs. Um, and so then just over the, we just moved back to Winnipeg last May. Okay. And so just over this past year and a half, it just felt like so many things were aligning for music to start actually being able to become a priority in my life. Yeah. And, um, it hadn't been for a while. Like I was always, always writing, always working on stuff. I threw out a Christmas EP and a, f- a few other things, but, um, yeah, it wasn't really the priority, but then when we, yeah, we moved here, um, started working with, with my producer and it was, um, it, yeah, it just seemed like everything was kind of aligning for, for things to get going. But yeah, those three songs, I just felt like, um, yeah, the EP was Return to Sender and that came out, yeah, earlier in the spring, I guess. Um, I think Bandcamp said it was July. Okay. Bandcamp yeah, might be wrong. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I was listening to it today. So spring, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Spring, summer. Um, yeah, I just felt like those three songs needed to be out there but they didn't quite fit what we were doing what we did on the album and so um yeah I felt like they were kind of like if the first EP was step one then this this EP was step two now this full album is like here I am okay (laughs) okay in the most cliche way possible no that makes sense though yeah yeah kind of testing the waters of the first two right yeah Yeah, totally and and definitely like if you listen to them chronologically you can also hear the sound develop like the first one um, didn't, was really just me recording songs that I had written. Mm -hmm. Like that it was just recording them, not thinking too much about the sound. Um, this past EP return to sender is, was thinking a lot more about the sound and how everything plays together and some of these ominous sounds and kind of like the haunting harmonies and those sort of things. And, uh, so yeah, that was just another stepping block. And now this one is, Yeah. Seems like the graduated version of both of those cool, things. So, cool. Yeah. Had you, uh, you mentioned, you know, coming here in May, this probably explains why I've seen your name appear more often because right. you're actually here. Yeah. But had you lived here before at all? Or was this, yeah, okay. I grew up in Winnipeg. Okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, I just went away for, for uh, university when I was mm. 18. But then I ended up living in Saskatchewan for six years. Okay, okay. Years. So you have the Winnipeg experience to begin yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So it, it's been fun, though, coming back and being able to experience things as an adult, you know, because yeah, I was yeah. just a teenager and like, whatever, you can have teenage fun anywhere, you that's know, true, that's true. Um, but yeah, going and coming back and being able to, I guess, even like recognize that there is a good music scene. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. You know? Like when I was, when I was in, in high school, I was, I was actually big into like the Winnipeg, like hardcore scene. Okay. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, like what bands were you into? Um, what are they even, their names? Uh, 
I can't remember their name. Spencer Priest was like the main. Yeah, I've had him on my show. Actually. Oh, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What were his bands? He's in called? so many bands. Like, yeah, yeah, I just remember. I have. Yeah. A, I still have his shirt. Um, for I just remember the tagline: "Drops, drop strings for the King of Kings." I just love that so much. <laughs> Anyways, so um, yeah, I I mostly went because I just loved all the boys there. But right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I that was really the only exposure I had to the Winnipeg music okay. scene, I, and so the, I left. And I came back, and I knew a few other guys. I knew that Mike Ehrenberg was doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, He's done the show, um, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I knew that, that some stuff was going on in Winnipeg, but it wasn't really till I got back that I was like, man, like, Yes We Mystic is incredible, yeah. or Latica is so good, or, you know, all these bands yeah. that I, I just hadn't really been able to invest in because I wasn't, I wasn't here, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely why... I'm, <laughs> probably had right, and all of a sudden your name starts appearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm confused from all the voices in my.
I always assumed, and this is my own biases and everything, that people who were in bands in Winnipeg came through the same way I did, where they were in bands, and then everyone they knew was in bands, and they all played in each other's bands, right. and everyone still knows everyone. Because like, even now, I mean, I haven't, last time I played in a band was over a decade ago. The vast majority of my friends are musicians, and a lot of them are people I played with bands with in the 90s, or, you know, yeah. my bands play with their bands, or vice versa, whatever. And there's so many people who came through different routes. like that. Right. But it's just in my brain, it's like, oh, you're in a band. Obviously, you must have played in bands dating back to you when you were in junior high, and th- right. that's not always the case, right? Yeah. So what is your, um, how have you found the scene as far as accepting you as, like, not a new person in Winnipeg, but a newcomer, I guess, to playing shows here right. as an adult? Um... Honestly, I've actually found it kind of difficult. Okay. I think um, I don't think it's I don't think it's because people have been like not accepting. I think it's just because, like you're saying, everyone is a family and has been a it's family so for incestuous. so long. Yeah, yeah. everyone's like, in each other's bands. Seriously, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and it is it is cool sometimes to to meet some people and they're you know, they introduce you to these people who know these people who know these people yeah. and, and to see that, you know, kind of lineage within different bands. But when you haven't been a part of it, it feels like, um, it honestly definitely feels like marrying into the family. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, this is a great family. I'm so happy to know you guys, but it's, it doesn't feel like something that I, you know, I grew up with cause I yeah, didn't, right. Didn't, so, yeah, yeah. um, so I have found that kind of difficult just to try and figure out then what is, what is my place in, in the city and in this music scene. And, um, even, even genre wise, like we were talking about, like, you know, I'm not necessarily a folk singer. I'm not necessarily, um, this and this, and I haven't been playing with a band. Like most of my, most of my shows have been solo that I've been here so far. Um, but so I found that kind of difficult too, to be, okay, so I'm not the folk singer and I don't have a band. So then how, what other ways in are there? Right, where, right? Do you, where do you fit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, then I need a band. So I yeah. have other people to get me in, right? Or Well, and you mentioned the hardcore scene, which is like one of the most tight-knit things oh, going, totally. right? I mean, everyone, yeah. every, in that scene, everyone's in each other's bands. Oh, and for sure. Like, they play shows together every single night. <laughs> exactly, almost, right? yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. super tight-knit. So, like, yeah. This is the opposite, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I think, I think that's been really um, pretty tricky. And honestly, like, I just, being here, like, my partner's in school and I've been working a couple jobs and so it's just been so busy mm-hmm. and and like I mean the music industry in general but it the music scene just doesn't stop you know it's yeah. like oh, yeah. Yeah. it is just it's always moving it's always moving and um you really have to be on be on top of what's going on and yeah especially now just oh, with the totally. internet making it people's attention spans are way shorter than they used to be right yeah, so, yeah. for sure yeah yeah, no, we were just talking about that. I, cause yeah, I released that video on Facebook mm-hmm. and, um, it says something like 7,000 views or whatever. I'm like, that's amazing. That sounds we, go great, and, yeah. <laughs> we go and look and it's like, like 4,000 of those are under 10 second clicks. We're right, like, oh, right. like yeah. <laughs> the internet sucks. So they're you know? interested and then they're like, oh, I don't think I, I, <laughs> yeah, I got exactly. other things to look at. Yeah, yeah. Or they like look for a couple seconds. Ooh, pretty. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's hard to think of like, okay, how do you. How do you actually catch people's attention? Yeah. And it is it is relationships, right? Like it is going and meeting people. And, oh, for and sure, yeah. Building those relationships with people and them saying like, "Wow, yeah, she's a she's a good person and she writes killer music." You know, like it's yeah. it's 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 both, and it's it's not just uh, yeah what what the product is that you're offering. It's making those relationships so that people can vouch for you, especially in a family like this. For sure, yeah. Pig, right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, you need to, someone to put in a good word for you to get yeah. you the next step to, yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. So as someone who is releasing an album in a few days mm -hmm. in this scene that you sort of feel a bit outside of, yeah. how, what is the process like to do that? I mean, I know, I know obviously you have the music written and recorded, that part you've got covered, right? Mm -hmm. But in terms of getting people out to come check out your show, your, your release party, and, and to actually buy the album, what, what do you do to sort of attract that locally? Um... Yeah, I've... <laughs> or are you still oh, figuring that out? Or... No, I'm just kidding. Um, one thing that I've actually been been kind of working on and um, <laughs> hoping, cross my fingers, yeah. that it works. No, um, I've been... I've been I really have a passion for, for connecting with people who do other types of art and, and making it a collaborative effort as well. So um, going beyond the music scene, um, I, I work at the... Royal Winnipeg Ballet okay, and so okay. I have some some connections with some dancers there and people in the contemporary dance scene um, and just some some weird paths that have crossed with um, some of the the spoken word poets in Winnipeg and some visual artists in Winnipeg and so um, I've been finding actually that it's um, not that I'm going elsewhere because the music scene isn't working yeah, yeah, yeah. but but just realizing that um, this can be so much bigger if or not even bigger in the sense of people, but just bigger in the sense of like impactful or what's sure. going on, or you know, sure. like it can it can mean more if there's if there's different people with different perspectives involved. So I've been trying to um, well, there there are people involved, some some dancers and uh, visual artists and spoken word artists who okay. are involved in the show um, and have been involved kind of in the creative process of of uh, working on on the show. Um, so I think that's been that's been kind of cool to see people from these different communities yeah. in Winnipeg, yeah. um, who really already are are quite intermingled. Like so many um, musicians in Winnipeg are using contemporary dancers in Winnipeg, which sure. is amazing. It's it's also a great. Well, because they're adjacent to each other, the yeah. two scenes, right? And, yeah, and totally. Spoken word too. Yeah, they, they eventually occasionally cross over, but then most yeah 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 for sure. So I've I've been finding that that's um, that might that might be the the ticket <laughs> it yeah. is is. Uh, yeah, just expanding it beyond just what I'm trying to do or, you know. And and Winnipeg really is, like, unfortunately, pretty competitive with all the amount of things going on in one night, there's right? Lot, yeah. Like, there's always, um, even trying to book a, a venue for a show is, like, yep. there's six other things going on that night. So, you know, you might have to bump it to a different night or find a different whatever, you know. So, um, I, I, I'm not trying to be competitive in the sense of, like, I need everyone to come to my show. I also want all these people who are doing amazing album releases yeah, or big yeah. shows to make sure that we're patting each other on the back and making sure that people can go to everybody's shows, Definitely, you yeah, know, or that yeah. there's that that accessibility for everybody. So, um, and they're all probably trying to do the same thing. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> when everyone's being so polite, no one's going to go to anyone's shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're all just too respectful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been what I've been doing, and I I have been working hard in the past um, year and a half since we've been here to to get involved with Manitoba music okay. and just yeah. making sure that I'm doing my everything I can to to get involved with people and and support other people's music and yeah, um, yeah there's been some there's been some awesome people in Winnipeg that have um, extended a hand to me or you know kind of yeah. tried yeah. to reel me in so that's been that's been really amazing so cool yeah. I'll buy two tickets to anywhere Please come with me I'm so sick of these rich white kids Talking like
That was interesting. You said you, you do feel like a bit of an outsider because I've asked the same question to some other people and they've had the opposite answer. Hmm. Some people have said, oh, they're super welcoming. And I think it's just a matter of really who you're meeting and what the context is, right? Because it's all about, like you said, relationships. And so, you know, maybe that person met someone, just the right person at the right time right, right away. And yeah. then it, it was no problem, right? But yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think, like, it, so much of it is dependent on, like what what's going on in life at the time you know like yeah. i would love to say that i am working 100 percent all the time on music but i'm just not like yeah, i'm no trying one, to pay yeah. the bills <laughs> and i'm trying to you know survive yeah. and and i think there's i sometimes i can feel guilty in myself like oh i haven't been making these connections oh, i haven't been doing these things but i'm like well i also gotta pay for my rent this yeah. month oh, you yeah, know sure. so yeah. so there's there's always that that push and pull of of trying to um yeah work enough to pay for your passions and have enough time then yep. to invest in your passions but yeah no i i think um i've never found the 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 music scene or any anyone in it harsh like i've yeah, never yeah. no one has ever stiff armed me no one has ever like everyone's been as i think as welcoming as they can be but at the end of the day like 
everyone's writing their own music and trying to make their own music. You know, like it's yeah. not not in a, a cutthroat way, but people are working on their own stuff, right? So yeah. they'll they'll help you as 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 much as they possibly can, but at the end of the day, they still have to pay their own bills, right? For sure, <laughs> you know? and they have the pre-existing relationships anyway. So if there's, totally. if there's one opening spot of the show and someone they've known for 20 years and played in bands with wants a spot and there's you, exactly. they'll probably just, based on the existing friendship, give it to the other person, sure. which, which sucks for you. But yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Or, yeah, they have that relationship with that person where they open for them and then they open for them, right. you know? Like yeah. they, they pass yeah. it back and forth. And, yes, that's, that's just something that over time I'll keep working on and hopefully yeah well the more you become embedded right the more right. the more likely it is to that'll just happen normally yeah I think. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah do you feel like at this point there are other artists locally that you you fit in really well with i mean musically or whether whether it's you know them personally or not yet um yeah i i don't know if you know noah dirksen I know the name. Um, I yeah the name he's there. a he's an awesome folk artist we we have all these like random connections um we actually met when we were both tree planting in BC okay. and he was literally, we were sitting on the side of a mountain and he was playing guitar and I turned around and was like, wow, that guy's such a beautiful guitar player. <laughs> Look at him. And, uh, we started chatting afterwards. I was like, dude, I wish you lived in Winnipeg. We could play a show together. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I'm actually from Winnipeg. <laughs> and I was like, like yeah. stars align. Like, um, so yeah, we've just had this interesting relationship over the past however many years where... I've opened for him, he's opened for me, and he's doing so many cool things right now, um, doing a lot of showcases and yeah. all that sort of thing, and I'm really happy for him. But yeah, we've we've just really, um, yeah, connected, and I, I'm honestly, like, always on the phone to him, or texting him, messaging him, yeah. like, hey, how'd you do this, <laughs> or what's your, what was your step, and... Well, it's good to have um, someone like that you can bounce those yeah, questions totally. and ideas off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my producer's been so amazing for that, too, um, Ellis Thiessen, he's... Um, he's, I mean, he was kind of in every scene growing up and he's played in every band and knows absolutely everybody and makes music with everybody. So, um, he's been so helpful in getting me plugged in with the right people and and making sure that I'm going to the right things and making sure I'm at those events and meeting the right people. So, um, yeah, he's been super helpful for that, but, um, yeah, I feel like it's always just kind of, kind of chipping away, working at it and just, uh. Yeah, trying to be friendly, <laughs> you know. But that, that works, that though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. What What do you think? Uh, the, I mean, just to shift gears a bit. Mm. Uh, I mean, the album is coming out uh, in a few days. So yeah. What? Um, who Who is the audience for this album? I mean, obviously, you want everyone to hear it, probably, right? Yeah. But I mean, is there is there a sort of an ideal listener that that you can think of when you're writing these songs that would sort of absorb them maybe better than, than someone else? Mm. Uh, me? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I have. Uh, I always used to make fun of my music that it was just mom music okay, <laughs> because, okay. uh, yeah, like I said earlier, I do, I do kind of write like the, the very poetic borderline mm-hmm. cheesy. Um, uh, but I, I feel like, yeah, I, I, moms used to really love my music okay. and I, I was like, thank you so much, but also <laughs> like, okay, where, where's everybody else? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I felt like I, in the past few years, um, I play a lot to 20-somethings, you know, yeah. and, and usually 20-somethings who are maybe just, like, one step behind me in life. Okay, and, okay. Um, you know, I, I don't mean that in, like, a Yoda sense or anything. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, let me show you the way. But yeah. um, I think that's just, yeah, where where my music kind of naturally falls. I, I always write about my life experiences or a story that somebody else mm-hmm. has told me and just kind of really, like, 
yeah, not a lot of, like, airy-fairy concepts, very, like, real, everyday kind of stuff, and so I feel like most of the, most of my listeners are, are people who, um, yeah, I guess like that kind of more real, everyday kind of music. <laughs> like, okay. I, okay. I feel like you really have to be, um, like, the music is really good, but you really have to be ready for the lyrics. Like, you really have to be wanting to listen to music, okay. you know? Um, like, actually sit down and, and yeah, give it yeah. the time to, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I'm, I'm sure people could come to the show, have an amazing time, and, you know, like the music, like what they're hearing. Um, but I think the the people who probably get the most about it is, out of it are the people that sit down and listen to the words and, yeah. and uh, yeah, kind of take it for what it is as a whole. Okay. But, yeah, a lot of twenty somethings, a lot of. Well, I guess that's the, the. I mean, that's the main bulk of the music scene too. Is it's, right. always, it's always a new generation of twenty yeah, somethings exactly. coming in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're the people yeah. that can go out and they, know, exactly. spend they their money on music. They and don't news, have kids so. yet, or careers yet, or yeah, they, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you think that the uh, the mom? I thought the mom thing was interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> what do you think it is that appeals to them? Is it just the lyrics mainly, or I mean, do you think you're playing something in your playing that sort of appeals to an older, older audience? And then what is that? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's such a good question. But I feel like every answer that I have for it could sound so disgustingly pretentious. Okay. Or, like, All right. or, you know, like I... Well, try, try me. Try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you can go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like sometimes... Uh, okay. I feel like sometimes my music talks about things that even... I don't understand yet and people have reflected back to me or said back to me like that was so wise beyond your years and I'm like oh thank you I have no idea what it meant but I'm glad you got something out of it okay so um yeah I don't know I feel like sometimes it it taps into something kind of like what you were saying before like about when we were joking about breakup music Mm -hmm. like it I think I do kind of write in a way that taps into those universal experiences where especially older people who are who are reflecting on these these past relationships or or things that have brought them to where they are now um i i think maybe they have some more time to to reflect and say yeah like that that really means something to me or this has meant something to me in the past okay i don't know like that makes sense yeah. yeah, yeah yeah i think it's the universal experience thing but yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good answer. I wasn't very pretentious. Yeah. Um, as far as as far as like you're not even sure what they mean yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that you're working them out as you as you write them? And like, do they do the songs ever kind of do you get a meaning from them? Maybe years later or months later. Yeah, totally. I I feel like there's lots of times when I write a song, and I'm honestly like, that's a good song, but what the heck is that about? Like, yeah. what is that? Like, what? Why did I write this? Or what is this for? And then there's honestly times, even a couple months later, where I'm like that song means a lot now, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess when you are writing about these universal experiences or like, you know, just, just the everyday things that people go through, it's going to hit you at different times or hit different people at different sure, times. Yeah. Right. And, and I have a friend that I was just talking to recently and she said, man, this, this song, like she, she'd already heard it like months ago, but she just told me last week, she's like, this song is just like pulverizing me right now. It's just hitting me so hard. And I just didn't, it didn't before, you yeah. know? And so I think, um, yeah, I think music can just, can just weave its way through our lives at different times and mm-hmm. become important at different times. And 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So a song that you've listened to for years could suddenly take on new meaning if right. something happens that, yeah. Yeah. If the new meaning of the song changes to you, right? And yeah, yeah. For totally. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, can I classify you as like mom rock or something? <laughs> mom rock. <laughs> Put it yeah. you in the category. Yeah, to exactly. go back to the, the original question, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, <laughs> sometimes it's like, I used to always joke, like, you know, moms are where the money are. Like, <laughs> they're going to buy my album. It's true. still buying CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm a dad. I buy CDs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I used to always joke about that. But now I'm, I'm, I love it. Like, whoever, whoever loves it, that's great. Yeah. And if it reaches whoever, that's awesome. And then maybe when I'm like some old mom, I'll look back <laughs> and be like, wow, yeah. that music was good. And, you know? <laughs> I don't know. That, that sounds more like grandma. That. Yeah, that was yeah, grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grandma rock. So when, okay, what are the details of the album? It's coming out on which, what date? Uh, Friday, October 12th. Um, yeah, so it's a 10 track album. It's uh, uh, coming out on all streaming platforms and for purchase. Not that anyone buys music anymore, but give them the option. Yes, yes, know? of course, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the, the big show in Winnipeg is at the Park Theatre on Sunday, uh, October 14th, so just two days apart. And then I'm going on tour for two weeks. Where, so. are, you, where are you headed on tour? Uh, going all the way west and back, so to Victoria cool. and then back. Yeah. Have you toured before? Um, I've done solo tours and like little coffee shop tours. Okay, okay. <laughs> This is going to be my first like big with a band. Cool. Figuring stuff out. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I, I just, uh, I was going to wrap things up in a second, but now I have a question <laughs> for you. Um, as, as far as playing, you know, solo versus with a band. Mm. Are there things you can do with the band that maybe happen on the record that you otherwise couldn't do solo? Is that kind of one of the reasons for yeah, having Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I have been experimenting in the past year of of trying to make my album sounds just by myself. So I've, okay. when I when I have been playing shows, I play um, electric and have like pads going the whole time. Right. And, um, so I've been trying to, and, and looping harmonies, that sort of thing. So I've been trying to replicate the same sound. Um, in more recent times by myself, but um, I love playing with a band because yeah. I, I feel like there's, yeah, there's so many more things that you can do and um, I feel like there's just so much more confidence. Like you're just playing with a group of people sure. and, you know, it's not so much pressure on on just yourself. I feel like I have a lot more fun. Like I, yeah. I can just rely on these other people to to make music with me and I feel like it's just... Yeah, so much more enjoyable, but... Well, it takes um, musical pressure off you too, right? Yeah, Because you're not totally. just doing the music and the vocals. I mean, you have people helping with the music yeah, part, so you exactly. can probably focus more yeah, on Yeah, yeah. And focus more, even too, on, on what I'm trying to communicate with my voice sure. or what I'm trying to communicate with my body or, you know, like, trying to make it more of of a holistic thing rather than just like, okay, don't screw up this loop. Or, you yeah, know, yeah, like, for sure, for let's sure. Let's just yeah. get through this song, you yeah. know. Um, so, well, then yeah. if you do screw it up too, it's just you trying to fix it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just on a loop, we're going, oh, shit, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. Shit, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to going on tour with the band and hopefully cool. we don't kill each other, so. Yeah, that sounds yeah. really a good, uh, good hope to have. Yeah. Um, if people are hearing you for the first time on this show, what's mm -hmm. the best thing for them to do if they want to find out more information? Um, go to my website, lanawinterhalt.com, uh, or on Facebook, Lana Winterhalt Music. You can find me on Instagram. I post a lot of pictures of food and my husband and life. Um, I think it's and... what Instagram mainly is, like, yeah, exactly. pictures and <laughs> yeah, exactly. random families. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
yeah, Spotify, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Bandcamp, pretty cool. SoundCloud, MySpace. Are you actually on MySpace? <laughs> I sure was. So uh, I'm yeah. sure there's, there's still some I don't understand how MySpace around. still exists at this point. It's no, just I bizarre. have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so go check out MySpace. <laughs> yeah, everyone go check out my MySpace. Yeah, for sure. The website, I imagine, has links to all the stuff though, right? I mean, yeah, website yeah, yeah. Be, website okay. is a place to go okay. for everything else. And so. then once the album comes out, uh, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, all the streaming services, yeah. will it be available physically in stores or anything like that? Um. I don't have any plans for it yet, okay. but um, we we weren't even going to do physical albums because people were like, don't do it. Like, nobody's buying it anymore. But I, that's what I said. I said, mom's buying my album, yeah, totally, so we need totally. some albums. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, no plan for that yet. It can be bought uh, through my website okay. uh, if, if people want a physical copy. Okay. But, and I guess yeah. it shows too, right? We've yeah. And it shows. It. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you can go to witchpolice.com. All 300 and whatever episodes are there, free download and streaming. So you can go back through and, you know listen to some weird old ones or <laughs> preferably listen to some new ones which are better <laughs> and uh, you can also tune in on uh, Monday nights at uh, sorry Sunday nights at midnight on UMFM 101.5 and those are older episodes that get a second win so um, I mean by the time this airs on UMFM your album will already be well out and your tour will probably be over and everything right. but the good thing is someone can listen to it they can be driving in their car turn on the radio hear the interview and then they can just go right out and buy the album because yeah. it'll already be available exactly. so yeah. it's kind of a cool little bump uh, for each person that I interview because if someone happens to be listening at midnight, I don't know why you wouldn't be. That's the best thing to do on a Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you are and you hear this, it's kind of like, oh, cool. I didn't even know this was, you know, I'd, I'd never heard this album before. Right. And then you can just go around your computer and buy it. So, yeah. 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 That's great. Yeah. And yeah, social media, which police, pretty much anytime you type in which police, you're going to get this for the most part. A couple other weird things, but, but usually <laughs> it's this. So, yeah. So yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. This is a fun yeah, conversation. Yeah. Thank you very much for interviewing me. Right on.